Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you believe that there is more to life than what you see right now and you want to find out more, listen in as her guests share their journey and their extraordinary experiences. Now, here is your host, Rhonda Grant. Welcome. We are so pleased that you have joined us. It is here that we will uncover if my guest has had extraordinary discoveries in his life. This theme song for the Rhonda Grant Show is Sun on the Water, composed and performed by John Park Wheeler. Many are talking about the whole shift in human consciousness. If you are wondering what it all means, then you will enjoy this podcast with my fascinating guest, spiritual leader Zayla. Zayla left the corporate world and found a spiritual master abroad who he studied with for seven years before returning to Canada and developing the Center of Transformation in Calgary. With his new book, The Big Three, he decided that it was time to announce to the world that he has arrived. Welcome, Zayla. (laughs) Thank you, Rhonda. Namaste. (laughs) Namaste. You have had two extraordinary life paths in this life in this lifetime. Was there a tipping point when you were in the corporate world that made you wake up and choose a different path? Oh yes. But first off, let me say that I'm thankful. I want to give you gratitude for you being so graceful in providing me with this opportunity. I'm new to the electronic and the social media medium. And um and I'm just now coming out of the closet, as you mentioned, after 20 years of teaching in the closet, the wisdom of the ages. Yes. So yeah, let me say that it's only in the last six, eight months that I've even agreed to put my picture on the website at cft.ca. I've, I've been instructed that humility is a big part of this path, the spiritual path. And so I was kind of in the closet uh, while I helped a lot of people students so i want to say thank you for what you do for the world rhonda with your program especially because rhonda especially because we're walking we're all walking each other home back to the other half of the sky so yes how profound is that really you know so i'm very humbled by life and i'm humbled to be on your program and again i say you know thank you because you know i've been the best kept secret in north america i believe in teaching the wisdom of the ages. And I, I haven't been out of the public eye like we're doing here today. So uh, we'll go on now to your, your question about, you know, what a little bit about me and what really turned the corner for me in, in the, the corporate world. So let me start off by saying today, I will speak from my point of ignorance. Mm. And so, you know, I was a, I climbed the corporate ladder to become a shareholder, uh, which was a dream of mine, of the largest investment firm in Canada. They still are there. And, you know, we, I worked very hard to get to that particular point. And, you know, I, I earned a lot of money. I mean, by the time I was 40, when I quit, I, uh, I was earning seven figures plus a year. And that's still a lot of money today. <laughs> Never yes, mind. it is. <laughs> never, mind, never mind 30 years ago. Yes. And, and so as a result, I seen some things that it really made it, made it obvious to me that, you know what, money doesn't buy happiness. But boy, I sure tried between sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, I, I've always been a person of excess. 
and I and I I was excessive in that regard, and I I seen some things like I wasn't feeling very good about myself, and I tried to medicate through sex, drugs, rock and roll, image, and the like, and cars and, and trips, and I'm still miserable, very miserable, because I was selling my soul for the corporate goal is what I was doing, and mm-hmm. when I finally realized that I. I'd given up so much that I'd given myself away. I was actually insane. There's no other word about it. I was insane because I was out of integrity. But I saw the industry as being out of integrity in so many levels that I felt that it just didn't make any sense. So either I was going to continue with this and climb the corporate ladder, uh, or I was going to stop. And I mean, I think society banks on people like me not, or corporate employers, banks on people like me get to the top that you're not going to quit because you're committed to your lifestyle. And you're kind of held without question, without discussion, ransom. You're, you're just held ransom to stay and continue because what happens to your image? What happens to your house? What happens to your cars? What happens to your money? What happens to your bank account if you quit? And so I did. And I can still remember having that discussion with my partner who was always behind me. You know, at the time, she was always behind me. We'd been together since been 20, 15, actually. We got married when we were 20. And uh, she just said, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. I'm just not going to do that. And so I have always been a person of excess. So I landed up, I, haven't, I was never religious. So I landed up going within and I, uh, and I landed up leaving society really for seven years of study. And it was phenomenal. I, uh, I say to people, if you don't go within, you're going to go without. And you're going to go without, first off, you're going to go without peace of mind. And we all trade ourselves out for money. It's a matter of whether or not you're in good conscience or not. And I believe that your consciousness is parallel with your conscience. I do. And so I left that. Was it expensive? Oh, yes. Did I ever regain that level again of income? No. But you know what? I got happy. I got to peace. Am I perfect? No. And so I came back from being away. Rhonda and I wrote a couple of books. You can find them on Amazon. And then I got my third book coming out, which we're going to talk about in a little while. Yes. Uh, coming out probably next week on Amazon. It's brand new. It's called The Big Three. So that's what did it for me. It was just tearing at my soul. And I was selling my soul for the corporate goal because I was out of integrity. It must have been very difficult um, to leave all of that behind, uh, to go certainty to where you were going. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It was a wait, but on the other side of the pancake was severe uncertainty because so many people could, you know, wouldn't miss an income like that. Now, the good news, I guess, about it is I traveled and got taught by my teacher traveled to a foreign land, got taught by my teacher who just nailed it and basically said, you know, you were giving up your soul for a corporate 
different goal and uh, you could, you know, run in life, you could always get another job, but you only have one soul. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's pretty profound. Yes. Um, so the question that I have is when it comes to uncertainty, I mean, there's a lot of people that become bored with their life, Selah. Yes. And they know they probably should do something. Yes. But they're not sure what it is. And even if they do know what it is, that 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 feeling of uncertainty, like I'm not going to be sure about whatever it is, that income, that house that I'm going to be able to uh, put the key in that door and open it and go in every night. Um, it takes a lot of bravery and courage and a lot of guts to do what you did? Well, to tell you the truth, I didn't have a choice. Yes. I, honest to God, it came to that point where I I hated life. And, you know, it's bad when you get up in the morning, you have a shower, and you resent going, doing what you're doing. And so life is a series, I found this out the hard way, life is a series of not so much challenges and, and and, and problems. Life is a series of opportunities to create, but you must create, you must learn to create from uncertainty. Because the one certain thing that we have in this world, Rhonda, is uncertainty. Yes. <laughs> that, one, that is the one thing. Yes. And, if, and if you believe in the power of the void or spirit, it's unstructured. And it's unstructured and it's nothing. I mean, I teach this, so I've got a distinct advantage here that I don't want to get too deeply into, but the best of everything comes from nothing, if you think about it. The best of everything comes from nothing. And it will return to nothing as well as because it's going to decay, and that's why they call it the illusion. So what I say is, why don't you specialize in uncertainty, which is nothing? So if you specialize in anything, specialize in nothing, which is pure spirit. And if you do that, you can become comfortable with doing that. This is where masters hang out. And this is where I got trained in terms of the fact that you actually do want that uncertainty because you create and we're, we're all creating. Rhonda, we all create either consciously or unconsciously. I'm sure you agree. The oh, idea yes, we, yeah, we create our life from the moment we get up in the morning till the night, the time we go to bed. We don't, a lot of people don't realize that they're doing that though. They just think they're living their life. They don't believe that they're creating their reality. Well, right? yeah, no, you're right. And what I say is, look, listen, first off, we were created to create. Mm -hmm. We were created to create, believe it or not. And life was never meant to be a series of problems and, and challenges over and over again. Life was meant to be a series of opportunities to create. And if you grab that and grab the fact that you've got to be pretty much uncomfortable and you've got to get clear in your mind. Well, quite often, if you take a lot of things out of your world, I mean, there's a great show on taking a lot of things just out of your world voluntarily, and it's called The Minimalist, and it's on Netflix right now. Yes. And I highly recommend that you watch it <laughs> if you haven't watched it. Because it's about winding things down for freedom and never mind trying to qualify for the 
three or the four million dollar condo in in, in in Toronto or in Vancouver. Never mind, because then you're bound to the rat wheel at work and you've just got to be ruthless to make sure you keep that job. And you got to be mm-hmm. ruthless to try and get another job that's going to pay you more. And you're just on a never-ending cycle. And so the one thing that causes you to grow is a principle that I teach called you and I. And I got to tell you this because one day I was meditating and I got taught this by my my divine. And I hear the voiceless voice, as I call it. And it's, look, it's all about you and I. And I go, yeah, I know. You and I came in together and you and I are going to leave together. And the oversoul says, not exactly the way that you said it, although it's correct. It's all about being uncomfortable and inconvenient. Because if you choose the path of the spiritual path, there's lots of situations where you're going to be uncomfortable and inconvenient. And that's where you grow from, is when you are uncomfortable and inconvenient. Right there, because then, right there, we connect. And so many of us up here as oversouls go, watch this guy. I'm whispering, don't go this way. And the person, this soul, rest of you oversouls, come on up here. Watch this guy down there. And watch, I'm saying, don't go this way. Watch this. I'm going to put a bridge in. He's going to blow the bridge out. He's going to go this way. Okay, that's going to take another five years. Take him another five years to, to finally realize the common human phrase. I should have listened to myself back then. Yes. Well, and that has to do with people not being, do you believe it has to do also with people not realizing that they need to listen to that gut instinct and they say, or the intuition, the whispers um, that come to them and uh, they don't listen and they want to, they, they go the hard way around. And then they say, I knew I should have listened to that. (laughs) But when you, when you ignore it, uh, it stops coming to you. And when you honor it and listen and pay attention, by goodness, it doesn't leave you alone. You've got it. But once you've got that thumbprint that you know that there's never really a convenient time, because a lot of times you've got a lot of risk. Image and money typically are the two blocks. I had image and I had money on the line. And that's why a lot of people don't listen. So they continue doing what they're doing, knowing that I got to do this because I got to just, I can't disappoint my spouse, my kids, my whole family. I mean, I just can't do that. So I got to continue to do this. And I got to, you know, if I'm a lawyer, I got to bill out at $700 an hour and I got to get 40, 50, 60, 80 hours a week in. And, um, then there's the ones where I just do on a structured fee base where I could just, or an unstructured fee base where I could earn $2 million by doing this transaction. Those are the ones that I really, really want. And the problem is, is that even if you hate what you're doing, you're doing it for your image, with family, with friends, relatives, associates, and you're doing it for money. And that mm-hmm. prevents you from connecting spiritually. And so if you don't go within, Typically, you're going to go without. You're going to go without that voice to begin with that's going, hey, hey, no, there's a better way. 
stay in integrity. Mm-hmm. Stay in integrity. Because if you don't, then the big three will come around now to the big three and how the big three yes. get very relevant to exactly what we're talking to here. And this is just a great causeway to, to talk about the big three. Would you like to do that? I would. Yes, let's do that. Okay, if that's okay with you. Oh, yes, I want to. Yes, please. Okay. So first off, let's talk about COVID-19. You know, whether you believe in the legitimacy of COVID-19 or not, there is no question as to, number one, its negative impact on the financial economies of the world, of states, provinces, families, and individuals. It has had an impact. And for those people who kept working for the government, I would say it's it's still going to have an impact on you because all this money that they're giving out to keep the economy going, guess what? We're all going to be paying more taxes to recover that, pay for that. So although it may not have affected you directly, it's going to affect you indirectly by greater taxes, guaranteed. All right. Number two, if the COVID-19 Although, again, you may or may not believe on its effects, but it is impacting people financially. Number two, it's taxing effects on many, many, many marital partnerships, taxing them to death in terms of arguments, taxing dynamics, and for many, right through to divorce. I mean, it's interesting because in China, after they shut down, I think it was Hunwei province, I mean, they shut it down for eight months or so. And every state at home sealed, they had a record number, astronomical applications for divorces. Yes. Because people were there and they stayed with the partnership. They didn't know the person they were married to until they were living with them 724. And the kids and all of a sudden they realized, oh, my goodness, I've been working 12 hours a day, coming home, spending three hours with you, going back to work, sleep, go back to work. We never really got to the tough issues. So there's there's number two dynamics is relationships. Number three, both financial and relationships, they compound quite often into the degradation of human health in various degrees from fear, guilt, shame, anxiety, worry. I mean, worry is a prayer for what you don't want. Right down to death, Rhonda. One thing's for sure that, in my opinion, All three of these are meant to shoot you right up spiritually, right up the center, and go into the sky and say, what? What is this all about? Why am I experiencing this? And that's something to behold. And that's what I talk about in the book as to recognizing the bigger picture of what's going on. And it's it's my opinion, Rhonda, that COVID-19 is the catalyst for a great recalibration and transformation for society in general. You know, at this moment, the recalibration could just be starting with these new aggressive uh, variants now that are showing up that they're going, oh my goodness, this is pretty severe. And the important byproduct of COVID is that it's provided Mother Nature with an opportunity to inhale. Yes. That is, yeah. So you know, it's posted on YouTube is my recent TEDx talk yes. on the human race integrity and the environment. How on earth does human race integrity and the environment 
come together. Well, watch that TEDx talk, and I'll tell you, I think it'll raise your eyebrows. And, and what's interesting, and I'd like all the politicians to hear this in North America, the world, is that the ecology and the economy have always been on this teeter-totter throughout time. Newsflash, politicians, the ecology has always won. Always. More and more people need to realize this and review the previous five root races, because we're in the sixth root race now. The ecology will win. It will win. Yes. I'll come up for air. That's quite a dissertation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's a whole education. Um, people, um, I would think, are concentrating on their day-to-day -day life. And it's hard for people to see it on a big scale like that. And so it's fascinating that your book is, you have written a book regarding this. And it's going to be out on Amazon quite quickly. Soon. Yes, next week, next week. Next week, well, yeah. Well, what's, well, let me give you a little more documentation on, on why this is so important. And that is the movie The Minimalist will really hit it home. So I highly recommend that you watch that. But National Geographic put out this, this big sheet. And it's a documented history of the CO2 levels, carbon dioxide levels, over the recorded history of the planet. Like they go back. You know, hundreds of thousands of years, and this this map put out by National Geographic. Now, this is not National Enquirer. This is National Geographic. So, yes. if, if anything should know, if anybody <laughs> should know anything about the planet, it would be National Geographic. After uh, I don't know, 120 years. Now, this this chart is fascinating because it shows the previous five root races. And this is the part that I want to hit home because when you hear this, you'll probably think, oh my goodness. And when the CO2 levels got to about, on average, for five previous um, uh, ice ages, when it got to 250, the planet said, stop, it's like freeze, and went into an ice age. Mm -hmm. And then the CO2 levels came from volcanic. I don't know where, but anyways, it did. And so five that were well documented. Currently, we're at 450 parts per million. Yikes. Yeah. So, I mean, people have to realize that honestly, I'm not a doomsday guy, but I think the divine is giving us some really extended grace so that people can connect spiritually because I think we're all in our quickening, what I call a quickening. The and what quick, is that? What's the that? Quickening is where you realize how important your divine connection is. Because we came to this planet, we were divinely connected as babies, we're divinely connected to love. And in our first phase in our life, we grew up, but we didn't grow old till we got about 18 or 20, then we started to age. But in that first part of our life where we're growing up and not growing old, my goodness, we were connected divinely until we're five six and then everybody starts saying the outside world is more important than the inside world and next thing you know we get disconnected because we put the illusion first and i mean what i tell my students is look we can swim in this ocean of duality but let's not drown in it all right let's realize what's important you have to get reconnected spiritually a lot of people say, I found my purpose in life. This is what I do for a living. I say, wait a minute here. Your purpose in life is to get reconnected because the original sin was disconnected. 
from mm -hmm. source, from God, from whatever you deem it to be, spirit. That was the original sin. And we get so into the illusion, Rhonda, that we lose our way so badly that we become dysfunctional. And we don't care about the planet anymore. And that's okay. He who has the last laugh laughs best. The planet, Mother Nature, always wins. Always. Always. And with this illusion, um, it's the veil of illusion. And um, a, a lot of people uh, don't understand what that is, though. And, um, and enlightenment is uh, piercing that veil and seeing things differently. Sometimes it takes just being enlightened. You just come into that. Sometimes people have uh, car crashes or near-death experiences that sort of they see at a different level. Yes. And they get to pierce that veil. And and when a person is, is in the part of where they're, they're piercing that veil, they want it to open completely. It's kind of like drawing back the curtain, right? Yes, it is. It's kind of like drawing back the curtain. But there's so many people that are handcuffed to their lives, their routines, their... So how does... if it, I mean, huh. we don't want people having near-death experiences in order to uh, become enlightened and pierce that veil. Um, you you have a, um, a company that's called, do you want to talk about your company that you founded? Sure. The, the Center for Transformation. Yes, it's called the Center for Transformation. Yes. You can find us on the web at the cft.ca, the cft.ca. You can find me there, Zayla, Z-A-L. A-H, Zayla, uh, at the CFT, ZZ at the CFT. But if you go there, you'll be able to see a lot of referrals, references, where people have perforated the veil. You talk about the veil. Yes. I, say, I say to students, because I, I teach, and you can get me electronically on the site, and you can take classes there that are pre-recorded to get a taste of me. But ultimately, I need to, I need to, teach you in person and usually have classes where we can hug and we can shake hands and look at each other's eyes but now that's been replaced for a while by zoom and so as a result going forward when you first come to me and want to perforate the veil i say listen to me you ever see that art in malls we call it stereograms and they show you this picture typically on a calendar where you look at the face and it's a whole bunch of squiggly lines and I say, now keep looking at this. And if you look past the surface, you're going to see another real 3D picture. Maybe it's of a shark reef. Um, it's got small fish in it. And it's below the ocean surface. And that's what it's like when I train you is because of the fact that if I get you past the surface and I give you a glimpse and some of the disciplines that I teach you will cause you to glimpse that. and then. You, you, it's tough for you to go back because you yes. realize I'm hooked. I was hooked on the surface. You know, if I took a Cro-Magnon man from, I don't know, whenever, long ago, and transported him to now, showed him the same stereogram, this art, he'd be so fascinated by the squiggly lines versus the art on the cave walls. I might not ever get him to get past that surface because he's so fascinated because this thing 
the illusion here, as represented by that surface art, is quite a seductress. It is overwhelming until you believe that you can see beyond it. But typically, you have to get enough of the illusion. So, Master's wish to students, I wish you enough. Yes. I wish you enough. And people just go away and they think about what I say. And they go, well, that's deep. And I say, life is a great thing, you know, if it doesn't kill you. Before you get this. <laughs> life is a great thing if it doesn't kill you. And that's one of the, that's one of the greatest paradoxes of life. I mean, yes. how many times have each of us got slammed hard enough by life to stop dead in our tracks when we look up to the sky and say, what? Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> and if you haven't had that happen yet, you know what? My God, I'm telling you, it's coming. <laughs> yeah and it's not it's not really all that funny because that uh, when you get to that why why me that desperateness uh that's not a that's not a funny place to be that's a very serious place to be and but sometimes it's these times that we we need to experience that because the joy that can come from that when you glimpse your soul yes is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. And I mean, life, life in my world stands for layers, integrated forming energy, because we all get coated in layers of insensitivities and polarized things that we have to realize that's all surface. Yeah. How do you, how do you perforate through that? Now, I needed a teacher that knew what in heaven he was talking about so that I could get it. I, I I needed that. And so then there was what I call an aha shift. We all have aha shifts yes. when we learn to buy when we learn to ride the bike with our parent. And it's like you let the fear go and suddenly you can do it. And then the parent says, I haven't been hanging onto your seat for the last half block. Yes. And it's like, oh, oh, <laughs> I got it. And I go, yeah. But it's the same thing when my mom taught me how to float. I thought for the longest time, this isn't working. My mom doesn't understand that I'm heavier than the water. Mom, <laughs> something wrong with your brain. And so finally she stood me up and she said, look, this has been going on for half an hour. Look around. See all these kids swimming? They had to learn how to float first. I'm not going to let you drown. So once I lost the fear, in five minutes, I was floating. And my mom it's said, almost... it's almost what, Ron? It's almost like a surrender, isn't it? It is a surrender. You lose the fear. And what I teach is you got to surrender without giving up. You got to surrender without giving mm -hmm. up. Then you can perforate. So, again, no matter how we end every session that I end in teaching students, I say, life is a great thing if it doesn't kill you. And I wish you enough. Whatever you want, I wish you enough. But we're going through this quickening, this re mega recalibration on the planet right now. We're going through this. And it's it's a phenomenal thing because we're all in our quickening where we quicken ourselves with our divine. And we look through this veil and we start to make this quantum leap. And that's really what each of us came to this planet for, was this quantum leap to fully woke up. And it's game time because the divine flip is happening here. 
And whatever you're working on, you're going to have to leave it all behind. What you don't leave behind is what you developed in your other 90% of the cranium, which is accessed by the heart. What you take with you is outside that 10% box of the illusion. Because we only use about 10% of our brain, right? So what you take with you, you, what's inside that box, you leave behind. And there's going to be lots of arguments because everybody thinks you should have left them more. <laughs> yes. And you have a, a special gift to our guest. Um, I, I do. You do. Yes. Do. do you want to talk about that? I'd love to talk about that. Yes. Well, you know, as, as just as a token of my appreciation that you have had me on your show, I, I, I just want to say that we're prepared to offer a hundred of your listeners a gift valued at two ninety nine, let's say three hundred dollars to yeah. each listener, and there's no time limit on this. Uh, if they come to our site, the CFT.ca, and they indicate that they are a listener of your program, Rhonda, yes. then they'll punch in Rhonda, and we give them the pass to get in. For this 10-part consciousness accelerator program. And so this is a 10-part program. Each of these sections I'm teaching you, and they're short. They're only about 10 or 15 minutes at the most. And there's 10 parts. And there's preparation and there's homework after you get into it. And guaranteed, if you liked what you heard today, it's just an appetizer of what you'll find on the 10-part accelerator series. And we do this to promote your program and promote what I'm doing as well. And it's my gift to the world. And if you like that, then maybe you'll sign up for spiritual awakening classes, which are two eight-week courses where you do one night a week through Zoom, four hours a night. And then, then you qualify that I can teach you a full day because we're speaking the same language. And then you can come on retreats when they do return with us, three-day to seven-day retreats. So again, this is a 10-part acceler consciousness accelerator course. And I would recommend that it be taken minimum over 10 days. There's a lot here that's going to move your consciousness. Mm -hmm. And so that, well, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And I know that our listeners yeah. will. Um, so that's the first 100 people uh, to sign up from listening to this podcast yeah. uh, will be introduced. To, and what a wonderful thing that you're doing, because it's going to help people become more aware. And maybe um, these near-death experiences won't happen to make them enlightened. Rather, they can take courses with you uh, to have a gentle uh, type of um, awakening. Yes. Is that right? Yes, that's right. I mean, I. Uh... I myself have had a near-death experience, and uh, I realized then, and my instruction was then, start teaching. And I said, I don't think I'm ready. And they said, we'll be the wind beneath your wings. And my divine team said that. They said, come on, let's go. Because you're here to do service. We're all walking each other home. We yes. all are. And life is forgiving. It's, it's not for taking. It's forgiving. And if everybody realizes life is forgiving, then you know what? It's a different planet. Yes, it is. It would be a different planet if that was uh, the premise of what people were doing. Uh, so you, um, you know, one of the things that I asked my 
my guests, and it's been very clear, I don't even feel like I have to ask you, is that you've been called to do this. From, from where you came from, from the top of the corporate ladder, um, to how long were you, um, were you like seven years or something like that with your spiritual teacher? Yes, seven years. Seven years. Seven years, yeah. So you were called. Oh, there's no question. I mean, what I do for a living is is not work. It's a calling. And there's a difference. And it was a calling to, I didn't know I was going to do this when I quit. No. No. I mean, I stepped out and uh, the the net appeared. (laughs) (laughs) I stepped up. Free fall. <laughs> and you uh, you really stepped into your role, though, in society. Well, it's been humbling because as I started to teach, I said, you know, where will the people come from? And the Oversoul says, they'll come from wherever they're at at the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That uh, sounds a little nefarious to me, but... Little nebulous, I should say to me, but okay. And mm-hmm. so, no advertising, just honing, honing, honing the teaching. And I mean, yes. this isn't my teaching; it's the wisdom of the ages, Rhonda. I mean, I'm just a concierge. I speak from my point of ignorance once again. I uh, I just open doors. I'm not a mm-hmm. guru, and I tell people they're looking for a guru. Keep going because this isn't about drinking the Kool-Aid and doing as the teacher tells you to do. No, right. it's about, it's about letting, me, letting me introduce you to yourself, as ridiculous as that sounds. Let me introduce oh, you. Oh, I know. <laughs> and, and get connected, because this is all about being connected with your oversoul and having that common union. And that's where communion comes from. It's common union. That's the true meaning of communion. Mm-hmm. And when you said what you said, uh, I, I thought of, uh, there's another saying too, where uh, a Buddha wanted to take his students on a retreat uh, somewhere. And one of the students piped up and said, but where is the money going to come from? And the Buddha said, wherever the money is right now. Oh, very good. I didn't know yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. And so. That's mm-hmm. close to what I got taught. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it's interesting because there's so many things that sit in a field for us uh, that we can bring into our life. And it's whether we choose to do it or not, if we're open to it or not open to it. There's so many things um, that are there spiritually, I'm saying. Yes. Uh, for us, it's just sitting in the field waiting for us to um, enlighten uh, to the point where we're going to take um, advantage of that. And that would be your courses is what I'm talking about. I mean, it's sitting there for people that want to take that first step. Is that correct? That is right. And what you don't want to do, like like I didn't want to do, I don't want to be involved in any kind of cult uh, or the like. And, and that's not what this is about. This isn't about follow the leader. This isn't about give me all your money, and especially that of when you die. This isn't about read this one book and interpret it my way. That, I believe, is cultish. Mm -hmm. How about if I just give you the truth? You know, Jesus said, and I'm not religious, but he was a master and he had a lot of truths. And what he said is, the truth shall set you free. He didn't say Catholicism, United, Protestant, 
He didn't name a religion. He was not religious. He was a trutharian. He said the truth will set you free. And so the wisdom of the ages is about the truth. And again, I didn't create this teaching. I don't own it. I, don't, I just own it to the point where I can live it to the best uh, that I possibly can. But I will say this, that love is what really life is all about. And love resists nothing. It conquers all. Love is sanity. And if you don't have enough love, you have bouts of insanity in this life because of the treacherous nature of this seductress called the illusion. You can lose yourself in it for a mm -hmm. long, long time, as I did. Mm -hmm. What extraordinary discoveries have you found in your life? I've discovered that, first and foremost, the largest is that we all have the ability to create. But it's done through imagination. And if you've got that word imagine, it's actually, I'm a gene, because it's a gene of a new reality. It could be taken as, I'm a genie. And, and we don't spend enough time imagining what we do want. And once I was taught this, along with the proper three parts of meditation, I, I've never been the same again. And so one of my favorite quotes is, take the time to imagine things as you want them and not as they are. And you'll be guided to your goals and dreams by a power much greater than you. But you got to take the time to imagine. Love resists nothing, yet conquers all. And you've got to love yourself to optimally create. You have to love yourself to peace. And there's a reason why Jesus was known as the Prince of Peace. Yes. And it's peace that gives you peace and love, integrity right now. These are all really, really important because in the quickening, wherever you're at, Rhonda, is magnified. If you're into fear, guilt, and shame, magnified. If you're into worry, which is a prayer for what you don't want, it's magnified. And so the only safe place to be right now is peace and love and integrity. They're magnified. You get those magnified. You have the doorway to a fertile imagination, which we call the prima materia. I am uh, really blown away by the amount of messages that you and the teaching that you give in such a short period of time. It's been so wonderful uh, to have you as a guest on my show and for you to um, graciously give of your time and hold space and uh, to teach those that are listening to us right now that may not be in a very good place. And those that are in a bigger place, they can grow even, even more. And, uh, and with that, um, can you tell our guests again where they can reach you so that they can um, enjoy your teachings? Absolutely. I'm at thecft.ca in Calgary, Canada. My name is Zayla, Z-A-L-A-H. And I want you to know that love will bring your sanity back. In the end, the love that you take is equal to the love that you gave. Don't miss a moment of this life.
to give love. God bless. Namaste. Thank Namaste. Thank you so much, Sela. I'm very moved by uh, having this conversation with you today. Thank you so much. It is my play. Sure. Thank you. I love I love your play on words. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. This is Rhonda Grant with the Rhonda Grant Show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rhondagrantauthor.com. That's rhondagrantauthor.com. 